Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Great Iron Blitz, right here on Apple Podcasts. Tune in. Player FM and Block Talk Radio, your host Oscar Lopez, episode 250, historic 250 for us. Uh, so today, the edition is Hall of Fame edition, and we're going to be talking to four of the uh, 37 Hall of Famers. Uh, we talked about to uh, two of them last week, um, and this week we are going to be talking to Olivia Griswold, uh, formerly of the Dallas Elite, Texas Elite Spartans. We're going to have Hannah uh, Sumanu of the Utah Falcons, Kim Brown of the North Florida Pumas, and also we're going to be talking to uh, Tokasi uh, Tukutau of the uh, Seattle Majestics, and all of them are, are going to be inducted this weekend into the Women's Pro Football Hall of Fame in Las Vegas, Nevada, so it's going to be pretty awesome to talk to them. Alongside, we're going to be talking NFL as well as we get into week 12. Uh, of the NFL season. We're going to be diving into college football uh, towards the last part of the 30 minutes of the two-hour slate today of the uh, Great Iron Blitz edition of the Big 250. And we're going to be talking news and notes internationally as we've got a lot of action happening overseas. Uh, there's playoffs also in contention over in Great Iron New South Wales. Uh, Great Iron Queensland, congratulations to the Bayside Ravens who won their championship, uh, the Sun Bowl. 4628 against a tough Griffith Thunder team. If you missed it, it is on YouTube at the hub, facebook.com forward slash gridiron beauties. And you can watch the whole game there. Uh, Christian Moran and company taking on uh, Cassie Cubis and company. Um, so uh, Amanda, yours out there as well. Uh, Bayside Ravens uh, and MVP uh, Isla Cook. And so um, you can watch the game, Gridiron Queensland Sun Bowl Championship at the hub at facebook.com forward slash great iron beauties. So we should have a Mackenzie Brooks uh, in a couple of minutes. I believe we're going to be out. Uh, supposed to be Troy Wilson coming in today for a little bit, but I don't know if he'll show up. We won't have Holly Custis. Uh, Louise Bean was going to chime in, but we don't know if that's going to be the case at this point. So I'm pretty much solo until we get our four Hall of Famers in here to talk about their journey, uh, the um, honor to be into the Hall of Fame and also what their uh, future careers are going to be going forward. And then NFL Week 12, pretty exciting week as well. As we started off Thanksgiving Thursday night, uh, the Chicago Bears with a good run game, they took care of the Detroit Lions 23-16. to Pretty good matchup, uh, even kill teams. Uh, Detroit in a must win to kind of stay in the hunt in the um, NFC North, and it just didn't happen there. Um, and then you also have Washington Redskins who uh, get beat by the Dallas Cowboys, puts that in a, uh, NFC, uh, the NFC East uh, pretty much in a tight rope um, because Dallas now three in a row. Uh, Washington really uh, into that situation where they got to win the next couple weeks here, next two weeks if must, must win. New Orleans, we expected obviously uh, no problem uh, the Saints having against the Atlanta Falcons. 
So uh, let's go ahead and bring in um, college football guru and NFL insider Troy Wilson here into the conversation. Uh, and then Sunday night football, Minnesota, Green Bay, uh, it was going to be a tough, tough thing to do for uh, Rodgers and company, especially with their meek offensive unit that they've had so far, and they did not come through. And defensively either, Kirk Cousins really played a good game, 24-17 on Sunday night. And then we can't forget the 10-game winning streak of the Texans, 34-17 against the uh, Mariota um, Tennessee Titans. Uh, Troy, any surprises on any of those games uh, besides Washington? We already knew Washington was going to probably not get that win given their circumstances, but uh, any surprises with anything else? Um, I mean, not really. Um, you know, you expected, you know, both all three of those games, um, including the, the uh, Sunday nighter and the Monday nighter, um, or, or to be tight because all five of those games were division games. And then you got the familiarity factor with all of them. Uh, so, you know, the Redskins, they know the Cowboys. Um, you know, same with the Lions and, and Bears and, and, you know, the Vikings and Packers. They know, they know each other very well. There may be some smaller interchange, you know, interchanged uh, pieces in there, but there's a lot of familiarity. So there were some, uh, you know, some, some pretty tight games with the New Orleans games. Um, they've been, you know, dominating all year. And this is just more part of course. And, you know, you even wonder, you know, how they lost that first game against Tampa Bay. Um, you know, but that was, a, was one of those games where, you know, that Fitz magic was working out there. So, you know, I didn't, I, it wasn't any, any surprises. Um, the one game I actually, um, the, you know, and we hadn't talked about this game yet, but the one game that really surprised me uh, this weekend was the Giants Eagles game. And I thought that the Giants would have went out and attacked that secondary Eagles having three cornerbacks out and a variety of different other players on the defense is out. Uh, so I'm surprised they didn't attack them through the air almost exclusively. I'm pretty sure Washington is looking at the film and, and seeing the injuries that the Eagles have, you know, in that secondary and they plan on attacking it with Colt McCoy. And that's one of the things that John Green wants to do is, is attack through the air. So, and they also have to keep pace with Dallas. Dallas, of course, winning that game on Thanksgiving. So this matchup is going to be huge, especially with Dallas playing New Orleans, that, you know, that machine that they are. So, you know, the NFC East right now is really up for grabs. And don't forget, you know, you still got the Eagles out there. I mean, they're still lurking around. And you can't discount the, the, the you know, the, the Super Bowl champions right now because – as we said, you know the the Redskins haven't put the you know, they had to do, they had to lead they lost their last two games the Cowboys have won their last three games and all the Eagles need to do is beat the Redskins and hopefully that the Saints will um, Saints will take care of business with the Cowboys and then the NFC East is even in more flux so I'm not really surprised at most of the games but I was surprised that the Giants didn't attack them but you know with the season that they've had out there they've had so many different gaps I don't think anybody's really too surprised at that outcome. Texans you you feel they're for real at this point or are they is their schedule just has been somewhat of an easy road for them too because they haven't really been contested from what I can tell from the previous wins so Minnesota, uh, Tennessee really didn't contest them that much. So uh you know they're on a good winning streak. Are they for real at this point? I know that within their within their uh, division, it looks like they're the front runners. So, uh, but overall in the NFC, I mean the AFC, I mean. 
Yeah, I, honestly, I mean, um, you know, in the NFL, in my opinion, is never an easy game. Uh, so if you go out there and when you win eight straight, I mean, you're you're a force to be reckoned with. One of the things that you want to see from them, uh, you wanted to see, was how that defense is going to start to come on J.J. Watt. He looked like he hasn't missed a beat. He's just as dominant as he was, you know, before all the injuries started to you know, uh, take hold on him. He looks great. Uh, Jadevian Clowney, he's stepping up. He's also looking great. So, he, you know, you got that defensive front out there that's playing great. Uh, Hal, he's back out there playing safety, so he's out there roving. So, listen, they got a lot of parts out there on that defense, and that's really keeping them afloat. But not to mention, you got that explosive offense with Deshaun Watson. And, you know, these guys, can put, they, can, they can put points on the board. So, I definitely think they're for real. Um, now, are, are we going to see that same Texans team that we've seen in the playoffs from years past? Things have changed a little bit where it's no longer the Patriots where, who are the top dog right now. I guess we can all sit back and say Kansas City. And then also you got trailing right behind them in San Diego. And nobody wants to play that team, especially, you know, if we, you know, if Kansas City ends up winning that division, that means the San Diego Chargers are going to be a fifth seed. And nobody wants to see that, that team coming into their building because they are red hot right now. And, and I'm not even sure that the Chiefs really, you know, are looking forward to playing in either because they are a tough out right now. So it's a lot of moving parts right now in the NFL. These races are starting to tighten up. you got five games left. The ones that are still in the races is the time you tighten up and then you try to bolster up your roster and get everybody healthy and, and get ready for that stretch run because this is where it all matters right here. Troy, you've been, uh, you've been throwing out chargers way before, you know, what, almost a month before? And you said, you know, watch out for this. Now, it's starting to look like that's going to be the case to your scenario. Yeah, absolutely. I just think, you know what, I, I think Philip Rivers, he doesn't, he, he rarely gets the credit that he deserves, number one. And number two, that franchise has been racked with injuries every single year. And, and this year hasn't even been different. I mean, they're just now getting Joey Bosa back. Um, you know, you lost your starting corner, um, who's really been injured most of the most of the time that, that during his career, and so you would have hoped to get a guy like that back. But the Chargers just keep on moving, and I think the difference with them this year is that they're finishing games. In the previous years, they haven't been able to finish games, and you know you can look to their to their record in the past, and that speaks to it uh, very easily. But now you see them finishing games. And what you see right there is when you're finishing games, you have confidence, even in the tight games, that your team is going to be able to pull it out. And that's what the kind of confidence that you're seeing the Chargers working with right now. And I just think that's that's just great, especially moving forward. And they have that juggernaut sitting over top of them right now with Kansas City. And I know right now what they want to do is get a chance to play those guys again, especially being their division rival. They have familiarity. But they want to see how they match up against that team also, if they can be able to to, to make some uh, headway and possibly, possibly steal that AFC West title from underneath the Chiefs who have really been leading from start to finish, this is going to be a great in the next few weeks, and that's one of the, that's definitely one of the teams that you want to keep your eyes on, the, San, the, excuse me, the L.A. Chargers. I keep saying San Diego because I'm just so used to it, but you know what? you got to give with L.A. Chargers. And, and you know what? I hope that fan base – really starts to appreciate what they have in L.A. with both of those teams, the Chargers and the Rams. L.A., you really hit the jackpot on this one. So I hope you guys go out and support the Chargers team because they definitely deserve it. You guys are already supporting the Rams. 
So I'm definitely proud of what they're doing out there. All right, Troy, the flea market crowd at Carson probably heard you already. They're just going to show up up there trying to get their stuff done. <laughs> just sorry. I just said it. Uh, anyways, um, I'm excited. I don't know what Gordon's status is going to be. Uh, that's going to be kind of a, a heads up for them. But other than that, they've played well. Gates has stepped up. Uh, Allen, Williams. Uh, the run game with Gordon was going really well. So that's, that's like you could say it's a potential team that's going to be scary, especially on a fifth seed. So um, what do we say of Mayfield and, and Cleveland? We had a love affair when he did his thing and the Bud Lights went out for everybody. Starting to pick up here. This kid, like you said, he's got confidence. The, the, the Browns look uh, different under Williams. And so with Mayfield swag, it's starting to look here. They take care of rivals, uh, you know, Ohio State, uh, Ohio State rival Bengals pretty easily, 35-20. So the confidence is starting there. Yeah, not to mention they took care of a Falcons team. They scored 21 points against the Chiefs. You know, they lost that game. But, you know, sometimes you, you, you try to take things and, and, and move it forward. Nick Chubb has emerged as a top-flight running back. Uh, this guy, he is just, you know, he's already at 663 yards, and he just started, um, you know, he just began starting in the backfield maybe just four weeks ago. Uh, and so this guy just continues to churn out yards, and I think really that's where, where Mayfield is going to start to uh, to really start to be more effective now that they have a running game. And that's always the best friend of, of a quarterback, the running game and the nice tight end, and they have both with um, David Njoku over there. Uh, so you haven't even really been hearing much about Jarvis Landry. That's how well that team has really been playing on offense. And they've, always, they've already had parts on the defense. And so they look like they're starting to gel also, and they're starting to put stops on people, especially holding a team like the Falcons to 16 points. They went ahead and injured Andrew Dalton. Now the Bengals are a little bit shorthanded. Um, but at the same time, when, when the team comes in front of you, you got to beat them. And so this is going to be a good test for them coming up because they, they have to go to Houston to play the Texans. Both teams right now are red hot. We'll see which one gets cooled off. I'm actually going to I'm going to save that pick if we have our picks at the end because I think that's going to be my game of the week because I definitely want to see how Baker Mayfield equips himself and whether the Texans continue their win streak that they've been going on right now. It's stretching it to eight games. All right, uh, you guys, help us out for Christmas, the holidays. Uh, check out our No Joke Football Project at Zazzle.com forward slash uh, at the Dazzle.com shop, which is the uh, – Southwell.com for slash gridiron beauty site at the shop at the no joke football shop, 20% off all throughout Christmas. Use the daily codes, get your tees, hoodies, everything else at Zazzle.com. Help us out for the awareness project. Every dollar that we sell off our t-shirts and stuff goes towards uh, a pool. Uh, as soon as we hit $25, we send it out to the next wish list player that's on our wish list to bring awareness to the sport, whether it be internationally or in domestically in the States. So check out our Zazzle shop at the no joke football shop at Zazzle.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties, up to 20% off. Use the daily codes. And if you're in the States, you can do Zazzle Black for about $10 for the year, and you get free shipping nationwide. So check us out there. Let's go into the uh, Nojo Football Huddle, Troy. And today we have the privilege of having four uh, Hall of Famers, Troy. They're going to be inducted this coming Friday in Las Vegas at the Women's Football Hall of Fame in the U.S. And we, t- uh, we have the honor of having today on the show, Starting kicking it off today will be Olivia Griswold, 
of the Texas Elite Spartans of the WNFC in 2018. We have Hannah Simonu of the Utah Falcons, also of the WNFC 2019. We have Kim Brown, formerly Kim Phillips, of the North Florida Pumas of the WNFC. And then we have uh, Tokasi uh, Tukutau of the uh, Seattle Majestics, also of the WNFC 2019. And I, before we get into the uh, interview with uh, Olivia, Brooke Leash, Troy, got to sit down right next to Pat Mahomes, the superstar quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you missed it, you go to the hub at facebook.com, Gridiron Beauties. What a moment, Troy. Absolutely. You got two top flight quarterbacks right there sitting next to each other. You know that was a highlight for her and getting to meet uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and, and watching the starter he's become. So, yeah, I know that was a great moment for her. So, congrats. I appreciate it. I know she's definitely appreciative of sitting next to that guy right there. And Brooke is going to be in Mile High in Denver, uh, uh, leading the Denver Blaze in the new WFA season 2018. So, as I uh, – had mentioned to Lisa Gibbons, the uh, owner of the WFA, somebody needs to start promoting and marketing young athletes like Brooke Leach out there. Uh, it will only benefit the WFA in exposure and awareness. So let's hope they, they hear it out and listen up for it. So let's go into the huddle. Sponsored by Zazzle.com. Like I said, you can go to Zazzle, get up to 20% off, and uh, take advantage of, of the codes for the holiday season. And every sale benefits another player to, for us to spotlight internationally. And so uh, let's head on to the huddle here. And inside the huddle, we are going to have the talented uh, Olivia Griswold of the former Dallas Elite, champion Dallas Elite, and now of the Texas Elite Spartans of the WNFC. Olivia, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Hello? Uh, defensive <laughs> specialist. How are we doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, Olivia, uh, you're on with me and uh, um, Troy Wilson here. And so, uh, Olivia, tell us a little bit about the excitement of maybe getting nominated and inducted here for the induction. How was that uh, received for you? Was it an email? How did that happen? Um, I actually got an email um, earlier in the year and saying that I was uh, getting nominated. So just went through the process, and I got received the email stating that, I was um, going to be inducted in Vegas um, this weekend, so just by email. <laughs> Olivia, uh, tell us a little bit about the journey. You've gone through uh, championship teams. You've also gone through teams that were not that great. But overall in Texas, you've played with pretty much cal playoff caliber teams. So tell us a little bit about your journey about how you started and how you got involved in the women's football and in, ultimately on these uh, high caliber teams. Well, actually, um, I played for the Toledo um, Toledo Spitfire. Um, my cousin, he played semi-pro for one of the men's uh, semi-pro in Toledo, Ohio, and one of uh, his friends that played for the team, uh, his girlfriend told us about myself and my twin to try out for the Toledo Spitfire and try it out. I play, actually played quarterback my rookie year in Toledo, uh, went 2-6 and six there, and uh, ended up scrimmaging Pittsburgh Passion in Pittsburgh, and I kind of liked the team and um, things like that. P uh, Toledo ended up moving to Ann Arbor, Michigan. I decided to move to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh welcomed me uh, with open arms, and 
I ended up changing positions from quarterback to defensive end because of Lisa Horton already um, being established, being quarterback and with being a quarterback and being there uh, and being there for years, you kind of know your offensive players. So I was able to um, adapt over to the defense and was able to be uh, my first year in Pittsburgh to go to the championship, my first year go undefeated and spent my 10 years there and um, ended my career in Pittsburgh with two back-to-back championships. And I was thinking about doing some uh, other options with my life, doing possibly going to um, new different career options. And I got an opportunity. Odessa um, hit me up on Facebook and checked if I wanted to come down here to Dallas. And it's kind of all she wrote is still actually still the story still being uh, written. So that's kind of how I ended up getting in Pittsburgh or excuse me, in Dallas. <laughs> uh, Olivia, the, uh, you've been right behind two uh, quarterbacks, good quarterback, uh, Gerhardt and Horton. So Horton really legendary in the sport. So how can you, you know, what, what can you say about Lisa and your, you know, contribution there in Pittsburgh? I mean, a lot of, a lot of hard work there, especially in both in different leagues, right? Yes, in different multiple leagues um, from the NWFA, the WF, um, the N- NWFA, the WFA, the IWFL. So uh, kind of been in a couple of different um, leagues different teams and um, kind of been in the East coast, the majority of my career, it's a kind of different um, game being down here in uh, in Dallas and actually playing West coast teams. So it's just a different experience with being on defense and playing against different offensive um, stars on the, um, on a West coast. But uh, it's in Pittsburgh. It was, it's, it was definitely a great years being there majority of my time there and, Lisa throwing the ball, doing her thing um, with the with the her cannon and making a key place on offense. And then when it came down for the defense, when we need a need a need to take a make a stop and big games with for on um, fourth down and fourth quarter, we need to get this the either make this stop on a on the um in the goal line. So. We I had to do we did what we had to do on defense and Lisa Horton she did what she had to do and just the different quarterbacks with Lisa and then um, Lisa Horton or with um, Gearhart with her being a little bit taller and being able to um, she's movable but she's the pocket quarterback and actually sling the ball down the field and she's been getting out the uh, pocket and actually when she needs to make those big plays and get the first down or those touchdowns like she did in the, um, the best of the West. Olivia uh, championship. You're not, you're not, not familiar to a championship formatting team. So when you get to Dallas uh, with Jenkins's high standards and everything else, that probably didn't do anything for you. Right. I mean, pretty much the same standard you had in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. It's basically came down here. It was a little bit different. Um, Coming, uh, going to Pittsburgh, I was a little bit new to the game and kind of be able to come like uh, you could kind of make a couple of mistakes and um, be okay. But here I'm high, held high standards and there really is no mistakes. It's, I may have to be at practice. Um, there's all-stars, vets that's been playing for many years and with 
uh, many of the players with the former um, Diamond uh, Dallas Diamonds. I know I had to come down here with uh, my head knowing that I was going to be playing with high caliber um, players, and I know I had to come with my A game. If not, I might as well have went back home to Toledo, Ohio, with my mom. So I knew I had to come down here, step my game up, and um, Odessa make sure she she could give me a look. All I, all she has to do is give me a look, and I know I need to step it up. And I a lot of times, like, she – we hold ourselves at a high standard, so all she got to do is we do our job and she do her job as a coach. And it's kind of um, – uh, we basically uh, held account a high standard on everyone. So it's a little bit – it's a little bit different being more accountable for myself versus um, coaches always being on top of you in a sense. All right. Let's bring in Troyer to pick your brain, and then we'll have Mackenzie kind of pick your brain as well. But, uh, Olivia, <laughs> it's, a, it's an honor to uh, to have you be inducted with myself and the, uh, the 30, uh, 36 other uh, players that are going to be inducted in Vegas this weekend. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it there because of family things that have stepped up. But uh, mm-hmm. overall, uh, you know, congratulations on your accomplishments so far and uh, obviously an honor. So let's get Troy here to pick your brain. Hey, Olivia, what's going on? Nothing much. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. First, I want to congratulate you on your on your Hall of Fame induction. I think that that's just incredible. Anytime you can get into the Hall of Fame, that's just something you can sit back and you can always sit back and say you were the best. At, you were one of the best at what you've done. So again, congratulations. Thank you. Okay, so what I wanted to ask is, uh, so tell me a little bit about your athletic background. So how, how did you get into um, starting to play the game, and what did, did you ever play any other sports when you were uh, growing up? Um, growing up, I played backyard football with my cousin. A lot of my cousins, that's around my age, are boys, so kind of did that, playing scramble in the backyard. Growing up, I had my mom, we have a big backyard, so we could do kind of have a – do a, tackle football in the backyard but um growing up for the most part I played basketball that's my first love I always played basketball growing up um when I got into junior high uh through discus and shot put and um play volleyball uh I have record for uh this or for shot put and then my twin sister and I we have dual uh record for that as well so just um basketball, volleyball, and I played golf my senior year of high school, so kind of out there to get my Tiger Woods on. <laughs> but for the most part, just basketball. <laughs> yeah, so you, you pretty much ran the gamut of everything. The only thing I didn't hear in there was badminton and, and, and pool and table tennis. That's it. So, yeah, you did it all out there. <laughs> I can't, I, well, I bowl sometimes for fun on the side, so. There you go. I see. I see. So, so, so it was so for you playing going out playing quarterback starting off that was just an easier transition for you that was just just you being an athlete so yeah uh, so tell me a little bit about that transition to start playing quarterback um actually i kind of got thrown at playing quarterback um my first year we were my twin sister and i were at tryouts and we were just warming up and um I, like i said we had a big backyard um growing up so we're used to kind of throwing about probably like 40 yards just for fun so kind of just was throwing at the beginning of warm-up warm-ups for the tryouts for the Toledo Spitfire and it was like 
kind of found our quarterback. So kind of started with that and just watching the NFL. And at that point in time, Michael Vick, um, some people might be mad, but Michael Vick was a player that I was watching all the time when he played in Atlanta and then when he was um, at uh, Virginia Tech. So always like watching him. So I kind of started watching him and kind of came a uh, random quarterback in a sense, calling myself Lady Vick. But that was just a little nickname. But it was just – it was a fast game and um, just kind of used my natural abilities at that point in time, not just being a rookie um, to the game and really just not knowing the game of football at that point in time. I just used off of my um, natural abilities and instincts and – threw the ball downfield when I need to make a long pass or if I didn't see anything, just took off running, which my twin sister hated that because she played on an offensive line, supposed to have a play to the right and just rolled off to the left. And sometimes I'll get to the downs or the first downs or sometimes I'll get sacked. But it was just – it was a very – it was a big, big learning um, experience for me. And just like any other true athlete, you show your versatility and moving over to the defensive side of the ball. So tell me a little bit about that transition. Were you open to it or was it, was it hard at first or did you have some kind of trepidation or did you just jump in feet first, 10 toes to the ground and just start jumping and start rolling? I kind of jumped at full blow, like, like a little bull because I had no clue what I was doing. Um, really the coaches were just telling me what to do. I had a wrist coach and, Pittsburgh, um, we had a try. I was actually um, playing tight end at the point in time, and they needed some help over on the defense. And like a week before our first game, they moved me over to um, defensive end, and they showed me the basics and told me go get the ball. And that's basically what I did. Wherever the ball went, I went to go make that tackle. And sometimes tunnel vision, I ended up tackling my own players, but it was just me just running off of instinct, just whoever had the ball running out. Getting, who, all I saw was ball, and whoever had the ball, I had to go get to it and make sure we got those three downs and out and make sure they was making those punts. So <laughs> that's it was just more or less looking for uh, Missa looking for um, their target with the ball. So I always say that all the time. I say it's a very simple game. You find the person with the ball and get them to the ground. That's the name of the game, man. I love that part of it. And so my last question for you is now that you have we, – we have this transition to the WNFC, tell me a little bit about your excitement and what will be the difference between other leagues that you played in, um, uh, like WFA, um, and how, how you feel like this will be a different league and it will help, trans, uh, you know, add more exposure to the women's game. Um, with the new league, it just gives us a, a platform to kind of – it's just a new platform to uh, get our name out there as women's football, um, have, developing the uh, West Coast with trying to get that developed first in the first year. And um, it's, it's I just see that there it's an open flat, um, platform and division – is to actually make the players known and things like that versus like in the past with the other team or other leagues, 
it was just more um, the league uh, focused on themselves. I mean, not on themselves, but not really exposures to um, for the teams uh, as media. Because I've, with me being in Pittsburgh and Dallas, with um, being large cities and speaking with people that's lived here or um, in those cities for years, that them not knowing about the uh, women's football team is kind of it shocks me in some uh, standpoint, but it it kind of um, it lets me know where that we still have a lot of room to um, spreading to to people, media, and um, letting them know uh, like getting TV exposure and uh, just I, I'm I'm still learning different things that this league is still offering so. Every day, once they um, get out information for us as players uh, to know more about the league and with the uh, the abilities that they have to offer, which is like having um, low fees or no fees for the teams, that's a very, very big thing for a lot of us because some of us do have to sometimes sacrifice if we're going to pay a bill on time or if we're going to pay our player fees or if we're going to pay our player fees late and things like that. Some some of us do have to go through that because we are working 40 hours a week and um, trying to just uh, make it through just life and uh, just being able to not have to have that um, in our budget kind of helps us in our pocket and be able to do things with our families with a, a lot of us splitting time with our families and doing um, playing football, sometimes we have to do a lot of sacrificing. It kind of cuts out some of the that, but um, it's always going to be a sacrifice in um, life, regardless. But um, it's just the I love it. I love it. I, you know, we here at the Gridiron Blitz Radio, we we're we're definitely excited about the new league, and we've been talking about it ad nauseum. So. We're all looking forward to seeing, um, you know, how you folks perform out there. And, again, I appreciate you giving us time out here, especially – and, again, congratulations on your Hall of Fame induction. I just think that's fantastic. So you can always look back on that and know that the work you've done has not been has, – is not gone unappreciated. So, again, congratulations. Yeah. And thank you for coming thank by. You. Thank you. All right, Olivia, let's get Mackenzie in here to poke your brain. Okay. Hey hey there, how you doing? I'm finding yourself. I'm pretty good. Um, so my first question, um, first of all, actually, I just want to say congratulations on making the Hall of Fame. Um, I hope to get there one day. Um, I know it takes a lot of hard work, and I know um, just from hearing your story and kind of following following your team, it's been a long road. So, and myself being a player, I completely understand as far as, you know, working 40 hours a week, you know, trying to decide which bill I'm going to pay, stuff like that. So I, I totally mm-hmm. understand you. So I, I get, you know, <laughs> the hard, the, the work that you've put in is definitely um, not unseen. I will tell you that. So there's girls and women out there looking up to you guys that have, you know, that have been placed in the hall of fame and that are being placed in the hall of fame along with Oscar this weekend. So like I said, I just wanted to say congratulations to you, you know, keep doing what you're doing. I look forward to watching, watching your guys' team this season. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. So my first question is in your, so far in your, your football career tenure, is there anything 
If there is anything, what would you change and why? Um, actually, I really wouldn't change anything because if I would change anything or make any different step in any position or any um, path of my life, be football or um, just my life journey, I wouldn't be in a position I'm at now. So um, I kind of, I'll take every lesson that I've learned, good or bad, that I've um, been through. And I'm kind of great, grateful for the journey that I've um, been through so far. So I really wouldn't change anything. So I wish that my twin sister would have um, been with me more with this journey. But other than that, <laughs> um, uh, I don't have anything other than that. So Right on. That's always good. You know, and if, you, if there's never anything that you – want to change then you know whatever whatever process you're doing to get to get to where you are right now is working so you know don't change it don't fix it if it ain't broken you know i feel you exactly so so since you said you have a twin sister what's it like playing with your with you and your sister playing the same sport or have been playing the same sport as far as uh um her being on the online and you being the quarterback what was the relationship Um, like during that time she uh she she hated me sometimes because um, I would run the wrong way. She's blocking uh, to the right, and I'm over here scrambling to the left. She's looking behind her like, where am I? I'm supposed to be rolling behind her, but I'm over running somewhere else. So um, during that time, it was a love-hate relationship. It was very fun. It was our first year, and um, both of us really kind of not knowing what we are doing. It was just a fun experience. So it was fun in a sense and then sometimes I frustrated her uh, with that part but um, the other with her playing uh, with me in Pittsburgh that was a great journey at that point in time we was playing um, on the uh, defensive line I was playing on the end and she was playing tackle so kind of playing next to each other on a defensive end uh, on a defense side it was just we looked at each other we knew what time it was and kind of did the job and got it done so that part of being able to win a couple of championships with me, um, that's just been, um, that's priceless. <laughs> no words can kind of um, come to my mind about that part. So That's awesome. And I can, I don't know if I can play with any of my siblings, <laughs> especially I, I play fullback, and I don't know if I could do that. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. Ooh, props to you guys because I know being siblings in the same house and playing two different sports bad enough, let alone playing the same sport and then being adults too. Mm-mm. No, girl. <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of um, – we talk a lot of smack uh, sometimes. She does play a little bit of fullback. Well, not a little bit, but she does play fullback for the Toledo Reign. So we kind of been talking a little bit of junk if uh, she's going to be able to play a little bit of fullback in the um, All-Star game. But uh, we'll – see if that happens or whatever so um other than that we do talk a little bit of junk with her playing um defense we do uh kind of put stats together sometimes but uh, for the most part we do just um enjoy the game in general kind of just with her being in Toledo and me being down in um down here in Dallas we just kind of talk about the um our games and uh tell each other what we did and kind of um just tell each other what what we did, kind of 
sometimes we get to brag to each other, kind of, that's my person I get to brag to, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. So my final question is, what was your reaction when you found out you were being inducted into the Hall of Fame? Um, I was kind of, I was, uh, I don't know. It was, um, a kind of. Olivia, you were sober. Can you say you were sober? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It was like reading the email. It was, I had to read the email twice and, um, I had to sit there for a moment. It was kind of 15 years of playing women's football and, the injuries, the sweat, tears, the memories that I've had, um, just everything come to um, one point that, hey, it wasn't all for nothing, that, hey, um, I don't know. <laughs> it, just, it just, just, I don't know. I just, I'm still speechless. I probably won't, it probably won't hit me till I'm in Vegas uh, this weekend when uh, receiving an award and, uh, playing with my sister and celebrate celebrating with my team and watching everybody else um, get their award to us well. So it probably hit really hit me once I get down to Vegas and um, celebrate every with everyone. So yeah, it's kind of like you know you you get that you know that bit of good news or you know whatever it is and you're just like oh. You know, that's cool. And then when it gets closer to that date or whatever, you're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. Yeah. And then as soon as that date hits, you're like, oh, this is, yeah. like, this is an actual thing. This is really happening. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really, really, uh, I'm really excited right now. So um, yeah. I, I'm really excited. I can't wait to board that plane and get in Vegas. And once those lights hit me, then like, hey, you're, you're here. <laughs> you're, you're a Hall of Famer. So <laughs> once I get in Vegas, it was really going to hit. So. So, um, like I said, I congratulations on making Hall of Fame. He said I hope to get there one day along with all you ladies. Um, I am going to hand it back over to Oscar. Have safe travels out there in Vegas. Don't have too much fun. And if you do, make sure you put it on social media so I can watch and be jealous. <laughs> you know what stays and what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So it might be a little uh, yeah. bit of a minute. No, but it's I'm just true. playing. I'm just playing. I'll, I'll definitely um, take some uh, pictures and uh, let everyone uh, see the journey um, in Vegas and getting the Hall of Fame and uh, seeing some of the game as well. Awesome. Perfect. Like I said, thank you again <laughs> for your time. I'm going to hand it back <laughs> no over problem. to Oscar. So, Olivia, I really appreciate you making the time this week. I know you got busy schedule and everything, and uh, so it's going to be a great honor to have you finally inducted into the Hall of Fame. Very deserving. Um, and what else can we say? Just a, an amazing athlete that you are. And uh, it's going to be uh, Friday. It's going to be very special when they finally get you mm-hmm. into the Hall of Fame. Um, are you continuing to play, or are you hanging them up at the at the podium? No, I'm still uh I think I still got a couple of more years in me before I uh hang them up. So, um I'm still kind of young in uh women's football, so um unless some of these young bucks start coming up and uh taking over the game, uh I might take a little bit of time off and then come uh come back, but if I do hang it up, I might come back, but um I think I still have at least a couple of more years before I hang it up at least 2 years. All right. So, Olivia, thank you again for making the time. I know it's uh, been a busy week, back and forth, uh, email and stuff. And I really appreciate you uh, doing everything you've done for women's football. It's uh, kind of a 
climatic uh, pinnacle for everybody that's going to be there on Friday, especially yourself with some uh, championship uh, hardware to boost on that. So congratulations on your journey as well as uh, on Friday uh, being inducted into the uh, inaugural Women's Football Hall of Fame. Thank you. You too as well. Have a great uh, week. Uh, We'll look forward to your uh, stills and photos and videos from Vegas. Hopefully they're all in sober state. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they will be. (laughs) Have a great weekend in in Vegas. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. All right, guys. So that was uh, Olivia Griswold uh, championship with Pittsburgh passion, East coast type of baller. Uh, and now it's trying to bring that type of intensity over to Dallas with the WNFC. So it's going to be very exciting for us to watch her in 2019 um, as to how that whole, you know, WNFC kind of evolves into their first season. So it's going to be awesome there. Um, let's go into the second huddle. We got today, we have Olivia Griswold. We just talked to you right now. We are going to be having four Hall of Famers and that's one of the four. And then the, the next Hall of Famer here is from the Utah Falcons, championship Utah Falcons. And that's going to be uh, Hannah uh, Simanu, uh, Hannah Simanu of the WNFC Utah Falcons. Uh, Hannah, are you on? Yes. How's it going? Oscar, right? Hannah, yeah. yeah. Hannah, how are you doing today? Uh, hopefully everything's good over in Utah, good weather and everything else. Um, we, are gonna, we wanted to talk to you and get you on because – uh, what an honor to have you inducted into the Hall of Fame. And on top of that, you're, you've played on a championship caliber team that, with just a win, a wins and losses, the wins more than losses in, a, in like a five-year span. So can you tell us about the organization you're part of and the contributions you've made to that stride? And then obviously you guys are so relevant in Utah. Yeah, first off, uh, just thank you very much for having us and for all that you do for women's football. Um, also, congratulations to your Hall of Fame. Uh, social media, I, I appreciate that. part of it. And uh, I follow your podcast pretty closely, so it's been enjoyable. Um, thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I feel like I've been on the Falcons for three years, and uh, the first two years were the uh, back-to-back national championships. And then the third, of course, was just the past one that oh, we unfortunately came up a little bit short against Dallas. It was a really great team, Texas. Um, I, I think a lot of the Falcons has to do with uh, the great organization, um, the coaches, the administration. Um, and it's, it's a really big part of, of Utah women's football. And uh, the, the, year, the year that I came on, my rookie year, uh, Hoki Hiroku Jolly was the owner, her and her husband. And um, when I went to the practices, uh, the tryouts that they had, a big part of anything that I get involved in, I try to know who's in charge. You know what I mean? So Coach Rick... Uh, Coach Ramos at the time, he was the old defensive coordinator. Uh, Coach um, Jody, who is now the defensive coordinator, uh, they all were a really big influence of continuing my journey with the Falcons um, and that first year. And uh, I I think it's just been a a great 
three years. First of all, it's just it's kind of crazy. I don't really know, especially following you know Octavia Griswold with fifteen years of football. You know, I've I've got I got three on me, so it's being a part of the Hall of Fame is it. Honestly, it's just kind of like what? Okay, you know, I'm I'm grateful. I'm humbled to be uh, in a class with such great athletes. Well, you're going in, a, uh, Hannah, you're also going in with a lot of pioneers. Jen Welker is going to be there, Odessa Jenkins. Uh, I know. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of tenured players that are obviously going to be inducted as well. So I, I believe the reason you're in is because of your, you know, your contributions. And obviously the organization feels that, that you're that worthy. So I really think that's a great honor considering the short tenure as you're talking about. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely honored to be a part of it. Um, the first of anything is always great. Um, you know, the Falcons, they have done a lot for my life for just a short period. And um, I, I feel like a lot of the class, you know, I've been following pretty closely the women's page and uh, the great bios that have been coming out and reading them just thinking, man, this is awesome, you know, to be amongst these great people. And I really feel that uh, the Falcons have done more for me than I've done for them. So, but it's, it's really, it's a, it's a great organization. It's ran well, it's really organized. Uh, Once people are a part of it, it's hard to leave it. You know, we, we all know that Bean has retired, you know, a million times, but, um, I just I really feel that the Utah Falcons are going to do great in this new league, um, as well as I'm excited to watch you know the the new league as well as the uh, teams develop in it. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm really honored. I'm still kind of baffled um, to be amongst uh, great players in this class and yourself, but. Well, Hannah, you know what? The journey starts there, but you guys have had a military platoon. We've talked to Luis Bean. We've talked to every other Falcons, uh, Eliza Salazar. The the system in place in Utah really contributes to maximizing the athlete's output. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really agree with the fact that it's hard to get that many women uh, as well as coaches and, you know, fans and followers all on the same page. And I think that's kind of the beauty of the Falcons was we all pull on the same rope and that there's just a lot that goes on on and off the field to um, create what the Falcons have done and who they are. Um, you know, and uh, you had mentioned, you know, Elisa Salazar and Luis Bean, you know, they're a really big part on and off the field. Um of football and I think as well as in in the locker room you know also is a big part of uh, women's football well just sports in general I think that people kind of don't really talk about that part much of what goes on behind the scenes and what goes on actually in the locker rooms you know at practices and 
stuff that happens to what actually makes a team a team, you know? I think that that's a really big part of the success of the Falcons is that uh, everybody's on the same page, you know, because we trust in our leadership and our administration and that they'll always put us in the best position possible to represent our state well. Hannah, tell us a little bit about how you started the journey before the Falcons. Was it something that drew you to it, or was it something uh, of a need for you, like athletic need, or what What was your draw to uh, Utah and, and the Falcons? Uh, well, I was born in Long Beach, California, um, and I've been in Utah since I was four. So I've, I'm a Utah girl. Um, the Falcons, before the Falcons, the – uh, Utah Jinx, I played rugby, and I was running a rugby tournament um, in Salt Lake City, and a bunch of women walked up to me and asked me, with one of the coaches, asked me if they could pass out flyers for a new team that they were trying to develop uh, here in Utah. And I said, sure. Um, what is it? You know, And they said, it's women's football, and we're trying to recruit some of the people here from rugby. And I was like, all right, you're, go at it. And then uh, a few of the rugby players were like, hey, are you going to go to that football camp? And so I told them, I was like, no, not really. Football's... I love watching football. I grew up watching my brothers play football. Um, and so being around the sport wasn't new to me, you know, or watching it wasn't new. I have lots of nephews as well that play football uh, and have played growing up. But I – was supposed to attend the camp. I never went. And then being, um, being the recruiter, she has followed up with me and I ended up going again and rugby and football are just way different. You know, I put a, I put, I put a helmet and pads on for the first time and I was like, this is crazy. I can't breathe in this thing. You know? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it, so it threw me off, you know? So I was like, you know what? I, I don't think I'm ready. I went to the Nike camp they'd held. Uh, and I ended up not playing that season, but a few of my rugby girls stayed on the team, um, women that I had played with in the past, you know, against them. Uh, Tina Tella, um, she's a big part of the Falcons, but she was playing for the uh, team that they had started and then broke off to make and create the Falcons. And, you know, she had mentioned, you know, you should, maybe you should – I came back three years ago to playing rugby and she told me that she was still playing football with the Falcons. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. So the three years ago, I tried again, um, coming into playing with the Falcons as well as the uh, lady Vipers women's rugby team. And, um, it was more of a kind of getting back into shape, getting my body moving again. Um, I had just been working a lot, a lot, a lot, and kind of missed that team aspect of playing a sport and being involved and finding better people to surround myself with. And I definitely found it with the Falcons. All right. Uh, Sam, I'm going to have a, a, a Troy pick your brain here, and then we'll have Mackenzie I'll finish up the interview with us. So, uh, Troy, go ahead, buddy. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. How are you? Going well, doing well. So, you guys had a machine over there in Utah. I mean, you guys were just 
just murdering people. You you were knocking people off the ball. I mean, you just out quicking people. You guys, you just you guys just had it going in, in the uh, in the IWFL. Now you're going to the WNFC. How do you feel like you guys are ready to fare with that? How do you feel? Sorry about that. I missed the end of that question. Yeah. How do you How do you think you guys are fair in that league, or fair, or or is it for you guys? It's just more competition, and you guys are just ready to rock and roll right now. You know what? I think this is what the Falcons have been waiting for. You know, and I I'm I'm excited. Um, the Falcons organization, I think it comes along with a lot of uh, noise of how oh, they do so well because they have so many players. You know, they do so well because they play not so good teams. You know, they do so well because of this, because of that. I think with the opportunity that the WNFC has is provide, kind of brings out the all right, you know, let's go, you know, let's do it. This is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting to play teams that are on our level, you know, and so right. I I think that's what the Falcons were are born and bred to do. So I'm excited to see, you know, what what it brings. And no no disrespect to your former competition. Uh, okay. No disrespect but, but, to my former what, competition, of course. Yeah, but, but I'm not well, saying anything about former competition because clearly we were still not at VFL. Last year we broke off and uh, we uh, lost to the championship game. No disrespect to other other teams at all. But uh, I mean, clearly it's a a different level when there's 50 women on a team with 13 coaches than there is, you know, 12 players and two coaches. You know, it's at yeah. all putting down any other organization. I love women's football. I love everything about it. Whether you're a 12 team, 12 man team or a 60 man team, it's great that they still come out and still play and that everyone shows up because of love of the game. Right. And and actually that was going into my next question was now that, you know, where it starts to get a little bit more level where you have the same amount of, uh, of, of players and coaches and, and, and you guys are kind of all in the same accord as a, as a league, this is, has to, you guys have to be looking forward to that. Right. Because then you, now you're starting to get true competition. And I think that brings out the best in most of us. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I completely agree. hundred um, percent. That's usually how any athlete, you know, you always rise to the occasion. Um, and we'll see, right? I mean, <laughs> we'll see how how it happens. Uh, I think I think that everyone who's ever been a fan of women's football uh, or involved in any way, you know, that that they should be excited for this. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. So, you know what? One of the things that I loved about you guys was the offense that you guys ran. You guys, you know, ran ran the option. And I just think that's undervalued uh, offense. Um, and, and so I wanted to pick your brain about that just really quick, and that will be my last question, actually. Um, when you see other teams struggle against, you know, stopping the offense that you guys run, that I mean, that really has to start to get, you know, get you going, right? Because, I mean, you, you guys get a lot of contact. You guys do a lot of run blocking. You guys are knocking people off the ball. You're out-angling people. Talk, tell us a little bit about the excitement that you guys have and the expectations that you guys have on offense when you guys lined up. You guys expect to dominate, right? 
Yes, we do. Um, uh, that's just what the coaches expect from us, you know. Uh, with Coach Rick, uh, he, his background is the Air Force, and um, so he watched and knows a lot about the triple option and um, and how it's run and the way that they do it. Uh, we always come into games knowing that, you know, to leave it all on the field um, and to just do your job. Uh, and I think that's the, the beauty of triple option is that there's so many critical things that are involved as far as, you know, the timing of the snap, you know, the spread of your offensive line, you know, who blocks here, who pulls here, you know, the timing of your wing backs, the quarterbacks, it involves the whole entire offense to the T. So I think that's why it's so beautiful to watch as far as the triple option. But again, defending it always makes it difficult as well as because, you know, you pick up the quarterback, you pick up the runner, you get blocked, you know. So. Completely agree. I love watching it. To me, it's like poetry. It's like it's almost like almost like ballet if you think about it, man. But you know, just yeah, just a whole lot. Of that, man. So I really there's love a lot. Watching there's it. a lot that goes on. If you watched practice as well, and even when we watch film, um, I play on the D line. But when I watch film with the O line, you know the way that they work and the their way their brains work, kind of. You know, picking apart uh, the defense. We all know why. Why? Why? You know, old linemen get paid just as much as quarterbacks, almost. You know, because they're very important, uh, especially to a triple option. So, uh, props to our old line, as well as uh, our whole team. So. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on, and congratulations on everything. So. Thanks for taking our time to, to sit down and speak with us. So I thank you, Hannah. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, Hannah, we're going to get McKenzie in here, and then we got, uh, obviously, uh, Kim Brown that's coming up with us. But, uh, McKenzie, go ahead. What's up, Hannah? What up, Max? <laughs> What's up, girl? <laughs> oh, man. When I saw that you were on the list for tonight, I was like, uh-oh, it's going to be good, too. <laughs> look, look, I've been so excited for all of these. I was like, Ever oh, since oh, then. oh rookie, of the year. rookie of the year on here. Yeah. I'm about to get into yeah. better rookie of the year. <laughs> I've been so excited to uh, to finally get a chance to actually talk to you, like, outside of, a, of like, an all-star game or, you know, a player's meeting of any kind during an all-star game. So, um, so my first question, the first year that uh, you and I met, I believe, was your rookie season, um, and it was your first All-Star game. So kind of tell me what that was like as far as being a rookie, like you being at your first All-Star game that year, you, you know, having been just a, a brand-new player to um, the Utah Falcons and then making that transition from um, being a fresh player into stepping into an All-Star role as far as, um, just going from normal player to being an arsenal, like what kind of things did you go through? What kind of trials and tribulations would you have changed? Kind of stuff like that. Um, well, my rookie year, I kind of came on to the scene um, telling myself, you know, there are a lot of great women on this team, a lot of great leadership um, and great coaches. And I kind of wanted to, kind of lay low for a little bit, you know, not not get too involved, kind of scope out 
the scene, so to speak, of what women's football was all about and uh, being back involved with the, a team. Um, but it, I, I can never hold back um, my passion and my love for sports. And so I think my rookie year, uh, we went to North Carolina. And I'm, when I had met the All-Stars, it was kind of disappointing because we were in the championship. It wasn't disappointing that we were in the championship game, but it was more like because we didn't get to play in the All-Star game because we were in the championship game that we played against Minnesota Vixen um, to not get that All-Star experience. But it was still, of course, a, a great uh, chance to be there and to meet all of you guys. Um, and I feel like the uh, – I think it was actually my – no, it was my first year. But, no, I I think the all-star aspect of it was cool because it was nice to meet new women uh, from around the world that's still involved in football, um, like yourself, and be a part of um, a championship uh, as well. So I, I don't really feel like there was much – there's just not much that I hate about anything about what has happened. Not really. I can't, every time people ask me, you know, trials or what did you go through or what are you this or what are you that? There's just not much about it. I just love everything about women's football, um, especially the Falcons. They're just a great group of women um, and coaches. Very nice. Awesome. So my, my last question for you, um, kind of knowing you on a personal level, um, with your background and coming from, uh, coming over from rugby back to football, what was that transition like as far as, um, you know, you said, you know, growing up watching your brothers play, growing up, going up around the sport, um, what was that transition like coming off, coming from from rugby into uh, football? And then now on your third year, you're going into the Women's Hall of Fame, which is incredible. Congratulations on that, by the way. My God, I'm so envious of you. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so what was that? Uh, what was that transition like going from rugby to football? Um, it was actually a really big difference. Um, kind of the brain work of the game, so to speak, because rugby doesn't stop. Right when you play rugby, you're on the field. It, it doesn't stop until you're. It's a penalty, and even then, the penalties happen quickly. When you're in a scrum, playing a forward, playing as a forward um, in rugby, there's, you know, there shouldn't be a lot of stopping, but clearly, you know, when you're uh, older and not as in great of shape as you used to be when you played rugby 10 years ago, (laughs) it's uh, a big difference because the game of rugby is nonstop, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But football, there's time to break, right? When you're on defense, uh, I think one of uh, the speakers that spoke to us for one of our halftimes um, told for one of our halftime speakers told us, you know, in the actual game of rugby, I mean, the game of football, you're only really on the field for like two minutes, right? You're actually only playing the game for, if you only play one position and you're on and off the field during the whole game, you look back at your film, you're, the time that your body's actually moving is not very long, right? 
five, two to five mm-hmm. minutes that you're actually playing. So that was different in a sense that you have to maximize every little thing that you do within this short amount of time when the ball snaps to where you're going, especially playing D-line. So I watched a, a lot more film playing football than I did playing rugby because rugby is more of a, like, you're just going, you go, you know, figure it out as you go. And right. football was more of a uh, preparation to where it's like, okay, I I studied this O-lineman. I know that when she does this, this is what I'm going to do. I know that if, you know, this formation's in the backfield, I know that it's going to go this way. Okay, I know that if I'm supposed to cover both A-gaps, I got to shoot. You know what I mean? So there's no, there's a lot more right. thinking in such a short period of time that's involved with football than there is with rugby, um, so, so to speak. But somewhat. I feel you. Absolutely. Oh, man. That's, that's my big thing. It was just right. like, go, go, go. You have to pay attention as you're going because it's, the ball's on the move. But with football, it's like, all right, guys, we got three downs. Once the ball snaps, I have to do this. I have to be here. This is what I got to do, you know, especially being defensive tackle to defensive tackle. You know, there's, we don't right. have much time to make decisions, you know. We just go. Yeah. There's a, yeah, it's just ball snaps. You're off the ball. You're either tackling yeah. somebody or chasing. I get you. Yeah. Well, so, thank you for coming on with us, madam. It was muchly appreciated. I'm Like I said, congratulations on making the Women's Hall of Fame on your, your third year of playing ball. That's incredible. Holy cow. <laughs> thank you. Wow. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Let's we'll go ahead and hand it back over to Oscar. Thank you very much. All right, Hannah, thank you for making the time. I, I know we've been back and forth uh, all week, and I know you've been busy and all that, but uh, looking forward to Friday. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there, but hopefully we'll have some Facebook Live and YouTube and maybe some family still photos from some of your friends and stuff. But uh, it's going to be a huge event. And then the All-Star Game as well on December 1st. So it's going to be a huge event this weekend in Vegas. Uh, hopefully stay sober. That's the first rule. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be great to have you uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. A great honor. Um, are you continuing your journey in football, or are you uh, hanging them up at the podium? Um, I I am hanging them up at the podium. I have a, a new journey that I have to uh, take. Um, but thank you so much for having me on the show, and thank you again for all you do for women's football, and congratulations on your induction to the Hall of Fame as well. All right, Hannah, thank you. I, I wish you well in your new endeavor and uh, future uh, future things that you're involved in. I know you're going to do great. Uh, as always, you are a, a great uh, athlete, and it's proven here, obviously, with your honor this Friday. So congratulations to you and to your family and as well as to everyone involved to making this journey possible for you and your induction on Friday. I appreciate it. Thank you, Oscar. Have a great night. You too. Take care. All right, guys, so that was Hannah uh, Simanu. And uh, what can you say, uh, Mackenzie, three years in, um, she was nominated, obviously, by her coaching staff because no, you don't get into the Hall of Fame unless some, some coaching was involved in terms of figuring out that she is that great of a player and, and an honor for her to be there. Oh, man, look, like I said, I'm more, I'm more, I'm more or less envious now that, you know, she's in it on her third year, but – that's, that just goes to prove how hard anybody can work to get into an opportunity such as the Women's Hall of Fame. It doesn't matter if you've been playing one year, 
six months, 20 years, 800 years, 5,000 years, you put in the work, you'll reap the benefits. That's exactly, and Hannah's a, literally a testament to that. So I have nothing but respect for her, just like I have before. In fact, I have more respect for her now than I ever have. So that's, whew, that's amazing, girl. I can tell you that she's, uh, you know, hanging them up. That's tough to do, but obviously there's a lot more things in in life than football. So some of some of the players on Friday are going to be doing that, making that decision. It's going to be tough. Um, let's go into the next huddle, uh, huddle number three here. And so we had uh, four Hall of Famers today that we have lined up. We had Olivia Griswold uh, prior to that, Anna uh, Sumana that we just talked to, and now we are going to ta- uh, talk to a journeyman and Cam Brown Phillips of the North Florida Pumas and uh, will be a part of the WNFC in 2018 as well. So, Cam, welcome to the show. You're on with uh, Troy Wilson and Mackenzie Brooks. Hey, thank you. Uh, Thanks for having me. So, Cam, what a journey for you and your team. Uh, For you specifically, you've you've probably gone through many leagues as we've just spoken to other pioneers here and and, uh, veterans. But you've gone from various uh, alphabet leagues and now uh, another league in 2019. Yes, sir. We're going to be playing with the WNFC in 2019. Um, we had the privilege of being invited, and um, we're looking forward to it. We're excited, that's for sure. Kim, uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the reason why the Pumas were in the USWSFL as a, as a focus first and now – Based on that establishment, now you guys are going over to the WNFC. Um, you know what? It's, it has nothing really to do with um, anything that was going on in the USWFL. It's just the fact that, you know, we got the invitation to go into the WNFC, and we felt like that was the best thing for us to do. Like, not everybody got invited, first of all. So... Of course, we wanted to be one of the pioneer teams to get in there and try to help them build the organization, and, and their business model was very good and um, impressive. So we would like to help uh, blaze that path for them. Uh, Kim, you obviously are part of been a part of women's football for a long time, uh, kind of a pioneer in that way, uh, back, you know, what, 20-something years, close to that. Uh, so you've done – you've seen – and things have happened, obviously, over time, right, in terms of models and tiers and formats. and But it's never benefited the player in a way where uh, the WNFC has presented this. So we're still going to wait and see, obviously, for next season how that works. But there is opportunity here to make a big change, right? Yeah, that was one of the things. Like it, the, like I said, the business model was – it was, you know, focusing on advancing the game and advancing – taking it to the next level, taking that next step, going towards paying, you know, giving out money and people earning paychecks, that kind of stuff. And that's what, I mean, that's what everybody wants to do. If you're, if you're an athlete and you're a female athlete in particular, you want to be able to get to that point to where you can also earn a paycheck doing something that you love. And that's, and that's one of the things that uh, I think attracted us to it and helped us make our decision to go into it. Uh, Kim, can you tell us about your journey? You've gone through probably various leagues. All of them had some sort of promise to get to this stage. None of them have, have made it to here. So, I mean, to you, it's 
either hearsay or it's going to be a great format. But until it's implemented, obviously there's obstacles in, in its way. So you started, uh, tell us a little bit about where you started and uh, to the point you're at now. I started uh, in 99. Um, I was, uh, I went to Daytona Beach, Barracudas is where I started. I'm still in the Jacksonville, so I had to commute over there. I went and tried out and made the team. Um, and then that was only for one season with them. And then the next season I was with um, the Orlando Fire, uh, still in the WPFL. And um, then in 2001, Jacksonville got a team. And I was, you know, living in Jacksonville and commuting, commuting two or three times a week, first year to Daytona, the second year to Orlando. And then finally Jacksonville got a team, so it only made sense for me to make that transition over. And over the years in Jacksonville, we played in several different leagues. Uh, The last league um, that was with the Jacksonville Dixie Blues until until a couple years ago with the North Florida Pumas. But with the Jacksonville Dixie Blues, we ended up, uh, the last league we played in was the WFA. And um, and then the last season with them was 2000. 15, I believe it was for me, and then I was asked uh, in 2016 if I would, or 2017 actually, if I would be the head coach of the North Florida Pumas, and I accepted, but I'm a coach player, so um, not only am I coaching, I'm, I'm still uh, playing and having a good time. The, uh, the, the good run in the, <laughs> the good, yeah, the good run in the USWFL, you got to be proud of that, right? Uh, pardon me, say that again, though. I said your good run in the in the USWSFL. I said you got to be very proud of that. Oh yeah, we, it was awesome. Um, our first year as the North Florida Pumas, we went um, 0 and 8, so we didn't win any games. We made one touchdown all year, but it was the first year of our organization, and it was just a building process. So, and from from the first year to the second year. Um, the second year we were in the USWFL and we went to the championship. So we were able to build that team within a year. Um, coaching staff, uh, to what it is today, this is our third year, and I have about 15 coaches on staff, 15 or 16 coaches on staff, and a roster of about 40. So we went to, from about five coaches on staff and a roster of about 23 or 25 to what we have today. But uh, the run we did in the USWFL was was awesome, and it just um, it just goes to show if you stay persistent and consistent that you can get the job done. Your commitment to deciding on being a full time coach to a, a player or half a player, half a coach has that question come up for you in terms of physicality and you know physicalness? Well, um, not yet. I mean, I guess yes, sorta, because I'm not. I, all my career I was running back, and I played a little bit of outside linebacker at defense. And, um, you know, right now I'm playing quarterback. So, um, you know, there's a difference in the kind of pounding you take from a running back to the quarterback. And so I would say that quarterback best suits me right now because I'm not as young as I used to be from a physical standpoint. All right. So, Kim, I'm going to bring in uh, Troy Wilson here to pick your brain, and obviously McKenzie will finish up here. So, Troy, go ahead, buddy. Okay. 
Hey, Kim, again, I want to congratulate you for the Hall of Fame induction. It, it, just, it just shows that you are simply one of the best to, to play, so congratulations on that. Uh, thank you so much. So my first question is, I guess the better question would be, what positions don't you play? I mean, it looks like you played them all. I mean, you, you played all over the defensive side of the ball. You filled in in positions all over the defense, all over the offense. You play quarterback. What position haven't you played on, on a football team? Um, <laughs> I guess um, as an adult, I haven't probably I haven't played, played the offensive line. Um, but when I was a kid, I played um, about three years of Pop Warner football. And during that time, I did play some offensive line. So if you count that time, there's probably not much that I haven't played um, on both sides of the ball. But predominantly – I've been in the, you know, the skill positions or on, um, on offense and uh, outside linebacker or safety on defense. So, if there was a point in time in your career, um, and fairly recently, where you took on position as a head coach, you had a lot of players on your team that didn't have much experience. But you ended up getting that same team uh, to eventually come uh, to get to the USWFL championship game. Talk a little bit about that journey because I find that just extremely intriguing. That to me, that 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 right there would just would, would solidify, you know, my thought process. Just you getting that team up and ready and trained to to, to get to that point. So talk a little bit about that journey with that team and then and then having them evolve into what they have become. Well, I think first of all the the root of our success is the fact that we uh it starts with our ownership, you know, and it it, it starts with um Terry McGriff and Jordy Granger and um and Todd Jones now. We have had a very cohesive ownership and coaching relationship. Um and that filtered down to our team. So no matter how many players we had on our roster, we were a family and we stuck together. And I explained to everybody in the first year, you know, this is not, you're not going to step out on the football field. I had like two, maybe three veterans uh, the first year. Everybody else was a rookie. So you're teaching everybody from, from the ground up. And I just told them throughout the year that, you just got to, if you stick with me and stick with us, that we will build it and it's going to get better and better. The, the only way from the first season was up. So I had, you know, of course you have attrition. Some people leave and they don't come back, but I had a group of people that stuck, stuck with me. And then um, we just kept building the second year. I added to the coaching staff. I had uh, Ty Jones come on to the coaching staff and he's helped tremendously from the time that he stepped onto the field with us. So um, we just, it's like I said, persistence, consistency, um, making sure that you continuously educate the players with football. The ladies tend to learn. um, They're really hungry to learn. So they haven't been playing football all their life. um, And so it's easier to teach in my opinion to teach females to play football um, as adults because they haven't been growing up playing and they haven't 
haven't been taught any bad habits or you don't have to change your way of thinking. It's it's your way of thinking. It's how, it's how you want to coach them. Um, so it was just a matter of getting everybody together and um, and having and once we build a roster and, and get go out and find more and more athletes, um, putting a coaching staff together. Um, that's and just implementing and emphasizing that it's a family and then we all stick together and we're always one. And that's how we've come to where we are now and uh, looking forward to the 2019 season because we think we're going to do very well. And I always think that's a beautiful thing is when you have that, like as you, as you alluded to, uh, the one thing that I always hear that I've heard from you is that the cohesiveness. And when you have your players buy in like they did, I just really think it's a testament to you and the organization that you, that, that you guys are involved with. And now, so you're leaving the USWFL. You're coming off of the going into the championship game. You're going into the WNFC. What is your expectations now? Now that you guys have been to that part and, and you guys have tasted, you guys got a little bit of taste of that that, that championship fever. And so you know it's kind of, it's kind of hard to get that off. You got to, you got to get in there now. So how do you <laughs> yeah. see next season coming up? Because I know you guys are just chomping at the bit to see how you guys can compete in the new in the new league. So tell me a little bit about your expectations of the 2019 season. I I expect it to be awesome. I, I expect us to go out there and I expect us to win football games. I, I expect um, everybody on our team to have a good time. Uh, like I said, we've added probably about 20 people or so to our roster that are new that didn't get to experience that what we experienced last year in the USWFL um so I I'm looking forward because we we're going to play teams that we've never played before so it's going to be a whole new experience um we're going to experience we're going to have to prepare for different types of offenses fences that we've never had to prepare before um and I'm excited I, I think we're going to win because and we're going to do well because we have everybody's, uh, and you hit the nail on the head just a few minutes ago, people have bought into our process. And as long as they stick with us and they buy into our process and buy into our coaching and and listen and learn and execute, um, we're going to be successful. Well, Kim, I'll I, I, I go ahead and speak for my colleagues here and sit back and say I'm excited to, to follow you guys and to see how you guys are going to equip yourself in the new league. Looking forward to seeing how the North Florida Pools do. And, and I'm really excited. And, again, once again, congratulations on your Hall of Fame induction. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, Kim, we're, we're going to have Mackenzie here to uh, finish up our interview with you. And uh, here we go, Mackenzie. Hey, Kim, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I am great. I am great. Um, just like Troy and everybody else has, I, I have to congratulate you on making the Hall of Fame. Oh, I, Thank you. Yeah, man, I'm just, I'm so proud of everybody that's got in. You, Hannah, and um, Madam Griswold, and then Oscar as well. And this is, whew, I wish I were going down there with you guys. Man, that would be great to see. Just, <laughs> to experience it all. Uh, so my first question for you is, did um, in, in your tenure of playing, did you think that there would ever be a chance that you would make the Women's Hall of Fame, or did you ever think that there was such a thing um, 
to work toward? I actually have thought about it before and thought, you know, you watch it on TV when the guys are uh, being inducted to the Hall of Fame. You watch the Hall of Fame game and all that stuff. And um, I always thought, man, wouldn't it be awesome if um, if I could if we had a women's football Hall of Fame and if I could get in there? Um, it has been a probably I guess I would say a dream of mine. So this is kind of like a dream coming true for me because it happened and I'm very honored and I, I didn't think I would ever really, uh, I always hoped, but I wasn't sure that I ever get the opportunity to, to be here. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine what that feeling was like, uh, you know, getting that initial you know, email or letter or phone call saying that you've been, you've been selected for the women's hall of fame. That's, Man, that's yeah, amazing. it's incredible. <laughs> I bet. Oh my goodness. So my next question is, um, what is your athletic background like? As far as, um, you know, what what sports you did before you got fully um, immersed into women's football? Um, what was your favorite sport? What was your least favorite sport? Kind of things of those nature. Oh, uh, I. I guess, well, I grew up playing softball, but uh, once I got into high school, we lived in an area where our high school didn't have a, a women's softball team. So um, so I transitioned over to basketball, and that ended up being my main sport because uh, I, I ended up going to college playing basketball. So, um, I mean, I love all sports. I, I played ball, volleyball, softball, ran track, um, cross country, um and if you, I think you asked me which one did I like the least, I guess <laughs> I probably would say track because I really didn't want to run it at the time. Um, it was just a requirement for us to run track so that we could stay in shape for uh, basketball. So, but I, yeah, I've been know. there before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> been there before. Oh, yeah. But as far I'm just an athlete. It's just how I was born. So, um, and you know, I really like all sports. Awesome, yeah. I can see, you know, you're most most of us women that, you know, play the sport are jack of all trades in in a couple of different sports or activities. So, um most of the time there's a good there's a good handful of us that, you know, had the pleasure of playing multiple sports rather than just one or two. So, you know, it's always good to, it's always a good thing to keep versatile and be versatile as far as you know having the different skill sets from the different sports so that's always that's always good so yeah with your playing quarterback um what was that like what's it like now or what was the transition like from going to a skill position to controlling the offense um i actually i thoroughly enjoy it um it's only been a couple of years for me now uh where i'm actually uh get you know, playing quarterback. So, I mean, I filled in a couple of times over the years here and there um, when we needed somebody to, but not, not anything permanent like it is now. But um, I, my, all the years that I've spent running the ball at the running back position has definitely helped me at the quarterback position. Um, And just all of my experience, I think that if you could take any quarterback and, give them all the experience that I've had over the years, just because I've been playing for a long time. Um, if you could give them all that in the beginning, then that would be ideal, you know? So I'm at a point in my life and in my career where I've got all this experience 
and I can still, uh, I thank God that I still have the physical ability to step out on the field and and um, and be able to play and, and put that experience out there at the quarterback position. Absolutely. It's always good to, you know, if you're able to switch positions and go from one completely different position to um, two of the same that are kind of alike. I definitely understand. I went from playing defensive tackle to offensive line, and now I play fullback. So playing those line positions and playing the other positions I have has definitely helped guide me into being the fullback I am now. So I definitely understand as far as the mental tribulations it takes to move yourself from one position to the other. So definitely kudos to you, especially for, you know, still being able to get out on the field and do what you do, you know, on on a seasonally basis, just like, oh, you know, everybody else out here that's playing our sport. So kudos to you for sticking through it. I know making the switch from running back to quarterback of all positions was probably probably one of the toughest I would imagine. (laughs) Well, yeah, just because uh, the quarterback position is so there's, you know, so much more to it than you've got to know pretty much everybody's position. So you, you've got to know where everybody's supposed to be because you're the one they're going to ask whenever they they have a question, they turn to you and look, you know, for an answer. So um, I, I would say it's definitely the most, um, the most mental position that I've ever played, I guess is to say, you know, uh, so to speak. But again, thank God for the experience that I have because that helps me. Um, it, it helps me be able to be the captain of the ship out there. Absolutely. Well, I guess, like I said, congratulations on making the Hall of Fame. Um, I definitely appreciate all three of us appreciate you being on the show um, along with the previous two guests that we've had. So um, stay travels to Vegas if you're not already there. And I'm going to hand it back over to Oscar. All right. Thank you so much. Kim, it was uh, great uh, to have you on. I really wanted to bring you on just to give you the accolades that you deserve. Uh, Obviously, you've played the game a long time. You've been part of the U.S. for a long time. And uh, now, you know, the evolution's going forward here uh, with the WNFC. We won't know until, you know, the full season's going through everything and to see what kind of an impact it's going to make. And so I've been asking everybody so far – are we hanging them up at the podium in terms of a player or, or are we doing uh, dual roles in the WNFC? Uh, no, I'm going to continue uh, dual roles in the WNFC. Um, and I, and I'm at the point now, I'll just take it one year at a time. So, <laughs> um, but I'm enjoying playing and I'm still able to do it. And uh, so I just plan to continue to do it. All right, just making sure you understand that uh, you're going to be a big target, especially out in that East Coast with Atlanta and Alabama and everybody else. So just got to make sure you stay yeah. upright. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> I do understand it. But uh, I got a lot of people in front of me that's going to help me out. Well, I'm just, I'm, the only thing I've been saying is that now you're going to be a Hall of Famer. Now they're going to like, oh, there, there's the Hall of Fame quarterback. We got to make sure we get there with the sack. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're going to be eyed now. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know, I'm talking right. about on the defensive side, everybody's going to be bragging. I I just sacked the Hall of Famer, you know, so that's going to be more of an elevation status. But uh, congratulations to you and got all the awesome things that you've done with the uh, um, North of Florida Pumas up to this point. And look at, really looking forward to what this whole WNFC uh, inaugural season is going to look like. And you guys are pretty much a focal point on the East Coast as well with other teams. 
so it's it's a great journey. It's, so far, it's been awesome, and you uh, obviously deserve it. And looking forward to Vegas and the uh, honors there, and then the All Star Game on uh, Saturday. So thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Well, I really appreciate it. It's this honor to be on here, and I I thank you for inviting me. Um, the the whole thing is kind of surreal right now for me. Uh, I can't wait to get there. Um, and be in the same room with everybody. That's uh, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. So, uh, again, thank you so much for having me, and um, we look forward to to being in the WNFC. We can't wait. Um, it's going to be a blast. I think. All right, Kim. Thanks. Safe travels out there, and uh, we look forward to Friday's event and uh, your inauguration. All right. Thanks, Oscar. Appreciate it. All right, guys, so that was um, the pioneer of the sport here, uh, Kim Brown on the East Coast. She's played in the WPF, uh, WPFL. She's played in, obviously, every other league prior to that, including the WFA and the USWSFL. So a lot of football in a different formats, different leagues. So she's seen it all. And guess what? She's still going to be playing in 2019, Mackenzie, a dual role threat. So <laughs> I don't know how she does it, but she's still here. Like I said before, all these pioneers that I've talked to, I I hope to make it close to even as long as they've played. I'm going on year nine, and I feel like I'm 800 years old, man. Whew, kudos to them. Yeah, it's it's been a journey for a lot of them, and a short journey. Like Hannah's a short journey, but a very impactful player. So, uh, like I said, that it was obviously deserving for her to be nominated. It's short tenure, but the rest of the players, I mean – They've been here over 20 years, some of them 30 years in, in some format involved with the sport. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a great honor for a lot of them to get recognized. Um, we are going to have pretty much between now and till January, uh, every podcast, we are going to be spotlighting another Hall of Famer. So uh, looking forward to the next week's podcast and the following week. And we had 250, so I'm very honored to reach this mark today and the whole, to be at the Hall of Fame edition. That's even more of a, of a great thing. So let's go into the fourth huddle sponsored by Zazzle.com. You can get 20% off all Christmas holiday deals going on at Zazzle.com. Help us out at the shop. If you, go, if you don't get anything, get the shirt, the No Joke football shirt. Pretty simple. It's about 20 bucks with the discount. And you get uh, Dazzle, uh, Zazzle Black for about $9. You pay one time, 10 bucks for the year, free shipping in the U.S. So can't, you can't beat that deal. So go to Zazzle.com forward slash great on beauties. Uh, use the daily code to save up to 20% off and help us out for the holiday season to uh, help us bring more awareness to the sport. Um, let's go into the fourth huddle here, and we're going to bring Seattle Majestics. Uh, Tokasi Tukutau, if I mentioned that right. I hope I didn't botch that. No. Yeah, you did pretty good. <laughs> awesome. I know I was going to – I wasn't – I was trying not to botch – you know, not to botch it. <laughs> And so, but uh, obviously I hope I did it right. I was trying to like roll my tongue. Uh, so how do we pronounce it if I didn't do it right? Tuakase, Tukutau. Okay, Tuakase. Okay, great. Uh, so Tuakase, uh, you've been part of Seattle Logistics for a while now um, and different leagues, WFA, IWFL. Then you went to <laughs> play the best of the West. And now we're in the WNFC. So in your short tenure here with, with the Majestics, um, are you excited for the next season? Um, I'm super excited. 
just hearing all the great things that are to come for women's football in general, the WNFC, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, you know, it's, it's just the, the change that we've all been waiting for. So I've heard a lot of good things coming, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. So you've played with Seattle for a long time. And so you've seen the transition. You've played with our uh, co-host Holly Custis alongside her as well. Um, so you, you've done a lot of football. So where was your journey? That, where did your journey start in terms of before the Majestics? Uh, well, I played in high school. Um, I played all four years in high school. Um, I played all kinds of sports. I played basketball. Basketball was my number one sport there. Um, softball, football. After after high school, I played rugby, and then I moved back to Washington and found the Seattle Majestics. So now you've got McCarran uh, breathing down your neck and all that. Has it been fun? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fun. Scott's a he's a he's a good guy. He's, gives me a hard time all the time because I don't usually use my hands on on defense and yeah. After all these years of playing for the Majestics, I finally picked up a few tricks. So, so he's kind of like a father figure now after the hands are being used. <laughs> yes, yeah, I've learned a lot from him. He's a great guy. He's, he's awesome. All right. So, do you expect to, at this point uh, this news that came out that you were obviously nominated for the Hall? Was that shocking to you, or was this something that? you didn't believe or how, how did that work out in terms of the notice? Well, I received the email and then I kind of let it sit there because I didn't know if it was what it was. I didn't know. I was like, what is this? This has got to be a joke. And so, um, you know, I, I responded shortly after and I was just like, is this real? And then I asked, uh, I think it was Dean. I asked somebody or I was like, is this real? Like, is this a big deal? And they're like, yeah, it pretty much is a big deal. So I'm to this day, I'm still in shock. I I can't believe, you know, I'm considered a hall of famer, you know, I'm actually getting inducted. So it's a, it's a great honor, especially being, you know, the first class. So it's really exciting. So you were, uh, were you happy when you got it, when you got confirmed? And then the, and then the best news of all is, oh, by the way, you're going to be going to Vegas. Wasn't that awesome? You're like free drinks, hotel, and then on top of that, I'm getting honored. How does that work? <laughs> yeah, I mean, going to Vegas, you know, is always fun. Uh, being able to play football, doing what I love to do, that's even better. So, And then just, you know, hearing I'm getting inducted to the Hall of Fame was just, I mean, how how better can it get? I know it's it's great. I'm fortunately I can't be there because of other things that are happening, but I know it's going to be a great time for everybody there. So I'll have Troy here pick your brain, and then I'm going to have Mackenzie finish up there for you. But uh, thanks for making the time today and bring and coming on because I know we've been you know uh, emailing back and forth, and I know you're busy as well. So, but uh, let's get Troy here uh, to pick your brain. All right. Hey, Cassie, how's it going? Uh, congratulations. You know what? Uh, playing with. Um... Uh, being able to play with uh, Holly up there in in, um, in Seattle uh, for the Majestics, and now you guys are going to WNFC. I just wanted to, you know, gather from you 
what is your expectation of this new league, um, especially coming from, you know, the WFA and, and that you have going to be in this new league? So what is your expectation of how how, how you think it's going to pan out with the league and, and its success? Um, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about the WNFC and, and what it has to offer for, you know, women's women's tackle football, and I'm pretty excited. Um, the I think what was an eye-opener for me was I went to a Seahawks game with Holly, and, you know, walking in, we're, we're looking around, seeing all these people coming to watch, you know, the Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers play, and, and it just kind of dawned on me right then and there. It's like, you know, we're, we're starting this new league, and I'm just looking around, and I'm just like, you know, what is it going to take for us to get here, you know, what what do we have to do to be able to play here on this field or in front of, you know, this many people, and I was just excited to just, you know, kind of compare the WNFC to, you know, the NFL, and, and hopefully one day, if not now, then in the near future, be able to, um, you know, you know, younger women growing up be able to say, you know, they'll be able to, to play in front of such big crowds and, and things like that, so I'm pretty optimistic about it. Um, it'll be the first year. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be little, you know, tweaks and things like that that we'll we'll face. But I'm 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 pretty excited about it. So you play offense and defense. Is that correct? Offensive line and defensive line. I like to say I play defense, um, but yes, I have been thrown in on offense from time to time. <laughs> so I take it. I take it. Defense is your favorite now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, tell me, like, like, do you remember any of like your favorite plays um, uh, over the past few years, especially like this past past year? Do you remember any of the the plays or your favorite play from last year where you made the play, or just where it was an exciting moment in the game? Um, this past year, um. Uh, <laughs> I'd say uh, the best of the West. Try to put you in the spotlight. Like uh, <laughs> what, what, what's that? I said sorry to put you on a spot like that. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's a, a lot of uh, of plays that I mean are, I mean, played a lot of football. So, <laughs> but playing, uh, let's see. I, I'd say playing the best of the West. I'd say playing against Utah. There was just one play, you know, what was it? I think it was like the first quarter, the first defensive run. And I go in there and I tip the ball up and and Holly comes in and intercepts it. I think that was a big play I thought was for me because it was like a – it just kind of gave us a jump start to the momentum of the game and, and getting every everybody hyped up just to go in there and, you know, that was, I mean, I don't know what other play. <laughs> but then at, at that one, you can tell the coach at that point in time, you did use your hands pretty well on that play, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. I got you. I, so, I was you know, going, that. Into this, going into this Hall of Fame weekend, like what – is this going to be? I mean, what what is your expectation? I mean, I know this is difficult for most of us to comprehend. Most of us never become Hall of Famers. You get to do that this weekend. So, what is your expectation of this weekend? Well, being played on both sides of the field, um, 
I know that there's going to be great competition on the East, great competition on the West. So I expect this to be all around just a great game um, and, and great football. And, you know, I, I'm excited to play uh, against some of the ladies that I've never got to play against, you know, from like Boston and Chicago and, and things like that. You know, I've played a couple of them, you know, in all-star games and stuff like that. But I mean, it's been, it's been a while. So it'll be, it'll be awesome to play against the other women that are just great football players. So. Awesome. And listen, this is just a great accomplishment. So again, I just want to just, you know, uh, give you all the respect in the world for becoming a hall of famer. Not everybody can do that. And this is just such a great accomplishment. So we look forward to following you, especially when we'll, we'll keep tabs on you through Holly also. Um, and we definitely want to have you on the show again. So, again, congratulations. Thank you. All right, we'll get Mackenzie in here uh, to finish up your for you here. Hey there, how you doing today? I'm good, how are you? You know, I'm living the dream, talking football <laughs> with a bunch of Hall of Famers. So, you know, it doesn't get any better than that, to be honest with you. So my first question is, what was your initial thought about um, the nomination to get into the Hall of Fame? Like, were you excited? Were you thrown off? Were you you give me give us your initial like, just first thought right when you saw the email? How me, like how that was that was it. Like, how do they how do how do they out of all the women you know how do they choose me? That was I I was questioning it. <laughs> like, do I deserve this? Like, I don't understand. I was really, at, I was really shocked, to be completely honest. I didn't, I just didn't understand what was going on. So, I mean, so I'm still shocked. Like, I still can't believe that I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame. So. <laughs> yeah, so you're more, more or less probably just like, well, is this like really a thing right now? Like. <laughs> you know, am I really reading this? Like you're, you're more or less. I guess I, I would probably be in shell shock to be truly honest with you. That's just me, though. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, there, there's a lot of women in, in, you know, in, in, in all different leagues, all different, you know, aspects, and it is just for me to be one of the top, you know, the, uh, I think what was it, 38 other women that are being nominated or inducted, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a huge honor. It's, I, I can't even, there's no words to explain how I feel about it. You know, football has been something really dear to me. I mean, it's, it's changed my life completely on and off the field. So, so being able to say that I'm a Hall of Famer and, you know, it's just like a dream come true. It's like, it's like something you see on a movie, like, can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably you're probably yeah, I just I'm just picturing, you know, it trying to like put together everybody's emotions that I've that we've you know, that we've talked to over the past, you know, month or two about this. So I can't imagine it being much different across the board as far as how it's uh you know, how it's how it's gonna go. Uh, so just kinda what my final question is is um, kind of like the same, the same. I I just asked him. Um, did you ever initially think that um, you would ever, you know, be able to work t- 
towards a goal such as the Women's Hall of Fame? Sort of like, did you ever feel like there was going to be an opportunity like that for you to achieve in your football tenure? Honestly, no. I I never thought that you know this would be something like possible as far as that that goes. I never thought that you know the Hall of Fame would be something that women you know would be able to say they're a part of. So now that there is, and now that I am, it's just one of those wow moments. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you sit there and think, like, wow, there's women's football, and now you're playing in it. There's a women's Hall of Fame, and now you're in it. And you're just like, wow, <laughs> like, all these, you know, all these milestones are happening, and I've now been a part of both playing the game, yeah. you know, being introduced to the game, and now I'm being inducted in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So it's just like this all happens, and, it's, and it just keeps getting better, keeps getting better. So it just makes my outlook on women's football, you know, it could be even bigger, and it and it will get bigger as long as you know we continue to do what we do and and you know put on a you know a great show and and hold ourselves you know to the highest level you know like WNFC we're trying to step our game up so I'm pretty excited for you know the WNFC and and what it has to offer so that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you sticking around for us to pick your brain and interview you. Um, we appreciate your time, you know, coming on the show. Um, have have safe travels, getting in Vegas if you're not there already. You know, take pictures. We all want to see it. I know I want to see it. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so envious. So like I said, again, once again, congratulations on making the Women's Football Hall of Fame. Um, I'm going to send it back over to Oscar. And like I said, safe travels and make sure you have fun. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Um, so, Akasia, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, great honor for you. I know a lot of the coaches contributed to wh- where you're at now, so um, that's even better. And your on-field play is probably the most thing that, that gets you into this hall. So uh, it's going to be awesome in, in time in Vegas. Just make sure you stay sober, if anything. Stay sober so you can experience the moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so you know what? It's a bonus, right? You get the notice. You're going to Hall of Fame, and then you and then they add Vegas to it. It's just this is like wonderful. <laughs> it's it's pretty awesome. I mean, I'm not much of a drinker, so just being able to go out there and play football is, is really exciting. Doesn't mean I'm not going to have a time after the game though. So yeah, I can tell you right now, Custis was very happy to that it was in Vegas, but we know her. <laughs> she loves Vegas. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll look forward to your induction. Make sure you take some photos and get everybody there. And uh, looking forward to the Friday. I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it there, unfortunately, with some other stuff. But I'm really, really proud of everybody that's going in, 37 of you guys. And so it's going to be a great honor to see you guys all inducted into the Hall of Fame on Friday. All right, have a great uh, time out there, and we'll look forward to uh, all the inf- all the stuff that's coming to come on face- uh, social media and Facebook, and hopefully we'll get Facebook Live and YouTube from what I'm told. So thanks again for making the time this week, and I really appreciate it. <laughs> all right, thank you. All right, guys, there you go. What an uh, two hours. Uh, we're almost wrapping up here. we got about uh, three minutes here, so we're not going to get to NFL Week 13 at this point, but everybody knows we can talk about it next week. 
It's the Chargers against the Steelers. Uh, uh, Torrey's Redskins Monday night against Philly, which is going to be a hatred game, as he always says. It's just a clash. Then we got Thursday night, the Saints against uh, McKenzie's Cowboys. So uh, other than that, let's uh, do a quick quick here before we get out of here. So uh, uh, McKenzie, uh, the Cowboys are going to take care of the Drew Brees, right? Yeah, absolutely. We ain't scared of no Saints. If there's no there's no who that nation. Now when you come to AT&T <laughs> Field, there's not. I'll tell you that right now. And Troy, I know you're not laughing because your Redskins lost. And the worst one over in So you cannot say a thing to nobody right now. All right. All I, all I can say, all I can say is we're still tied. Take it Ooh. easy. Who's leading there you go. Who's leading though? There you go. Who's, there you go. Who's leading? It, Thank it, you. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy it until Thursday. It's fine. <laughs> and it's going to be after Thursday. Wait for it. And I'm going to block your timeline just like I did. And I even changed my mind about we'll, Kyler we'll Murray. Be talking. So, we'll, Max, we'll Max be three, Troy zero. <laughs> All right, uh, Troy. Greater than the Troy guy. Philly. You hate Philly. You hate Philly as much as uh, McKenzie's hating now right now. So uh, Philly's probably going to go down. It's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, they they got three corners missing, and look, we're not as stupid as the Giants are. We, I mean, that team is a joke right now. So I got to say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're we're going to attack them when we need to attack them. We'll revisit this. Awesome. We're going to talk about it on Tuesday. And, well, of course, we'll be talking about it all over Twitter on our, on our respective Twitter handles. So, yeah, we'll be on there chopping it up. All right. Uh, so, Mackenzie, what's the Twitter feed to follow Salty again? It is T 75 And it will be a Salty tweet all game long, by the way. So don't even oh, don't oh, even no, go on the on the no cowboy bashing because she will take it down. <laughs> and no, we have Troy Wilson underscore one on the Twitter feed there as well. And you can always go to Gridiron Beauty. So um, for everything women's American football, we ran out of time. So you can go to the hub at Gridiron Beauties on Facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. So um, for Troy Wilson, Mackenzie Brooks, the option Holly Custis and Louise Bean. Thank you to Olivia uh, Griswold, Anna Simano, Tim. Uh, Kim Brown and Tuakasi Tukutau for coming in, and they're going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame on Friday. So I'll catch you guys here for episode 5-1. Make sure you replay and share it all on iTunes, Block Talk Radio, and also on Apple Podcasts. Have a great night, everybody.